0: Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. Their professional staff with over 185 years of experience will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at DVCresaleMarket.com, DVCRentalStore.com, and MoneroFinancial.com. And tell them the Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC. Your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tiers. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes, their creations are extensions over your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry.
1: And now,
2: from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wisowski. Hello,
3: humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. It's been a while since I got to do that, and that felt really good. I'm your host, coming to you from Orlando, Florida. Dave Koch. With me tonight are two awesome Mickey Dude commentators. From the Sunshine State, a little south of me, in Miami, we have
2: Michael Fernandez. Greetings from the Sunshine State, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing tonight?
3: Things are good with me. And our resident, well, one of two resident Midwesterners in Chicago, Illinois, we have coming to us Tim Sweska
1: idly ho fellow disnerinos
3: idly ho okily doakily do so before we get into one of our epic snack crawls which everybody usually finds uh, entertaining uh, well I guess I guess we should uh, address the elephant in the room and I'm not talking about Francine in this case uh, well guys APs are back and uh Yeah, APs are back. That's pretty much all I can say about that. Uh, Reactions to the new pricing.
1: I mean, at first I was a little upset, but the thing is, I really have never looked into getting an AP. Uh, I mean, we we have taken trips uh, in some years when maybe one would have benefited us. but at this point because we're looking to branch out and do some of the adventures by disney um do some of the you know maybe a cruise and then also do things outside of the disney bubble completely uh it to me i mean it, it never really came into the picture but i mean i do understand why there's a lot of people who are upset there are, there are some perks who uh there, there's a lot of perks being taken away uh and it seems like you have to go up to the highest tier to, uh, regain some of the, regain those perks. And I, I do understand it. I mean, again, it's the whole, I mean, just like the Disney genie thing and the parking and the magic bands. And I mean, again, it's the, well, what's, well, if $15 is going to break your, you know, $15 makes a difference between your trip uh, between you and not going, you know, then you weren't going to go anyway. Yeah. But again, more things keep adding up and adding up and adding up and adding up. I mean, you know, when, when's, when do you say when? So I, I get it. I get it.
2: Uh-huh. Michael, you have anything to say on this? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like my opinion is not very valid because I have Florida resident and my past didn't change very much. Um, Cause I usually get silver or gold. And uh, there's an option that's very similar to gold, and it's not gonna jump up the price too much for me. Uh, obviously, that's not going to affect the more jo- the majority of the people, and and I know why people are upset. And it sucks. I mean, I've never used my photo pass on my silver pass, so I've always used from somebody else. Um, so it, I really I really don't have much on my opinion. My like my opinion is like, hey, it is what it is. Like. My my pass didn't change much, but I, I understand it. Yeah, it sucked for a lot of people, um, and it's gonna change like the atmosphere of like annual pass holders for a while, uh, and we'll see what happens from there. I mean, you know, with Genie and all this stuff, all the new add-ons. Uh, I never took Magical Express, so I, I don't know. I don't have to take Magical Express, so I, I don't have an opinion on that one either. But uh, with add-ons like uh, Photo Pass and Genie. Um, I mean, it did add like 300 dollars to people's vacations, and yeah, that's that's rough. That's a that's a rough move. All right, so I have two perspectives on this
3: because one, I'm a Florida resident now, but I used to I used to have to uh, travel to Disney on a tourist annual pass. So, um, I, like like you said, I have it's similar to my gold pass now. So. My rate doesn't change that much, especially when one considers that you are still getting a renewal discount. So those who you, those who have renewed, when they pay when they pay their fee, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a little bit less. I think it's like fifteen percent less or something like that than what other people pay. Uh, when looking at the the uh, tourist pass and everything. Yeah, you know, I can, I can see why people are irritated. I do, I do get it. I mean, I, back when, back, back when I was getting a tourist pass and everything I had, to like, you had to like get the platinum annual pass or something like that. I believe, I believe it was, I believe the most I paid at one point was like 1100 or something. And if it wasn't me, maybe my parents paid that. It was like the last time they had a pass or something like that. So it's, a little bit more. It's a little bit more expensive at the at the moment, so I do see that. But and I, I can see feeling slighted by dropping like the photo pass and everything. You know, as a local, you know, I forget about it half the time. But I I, I can I do see the intrinsic value in it to throw an extra hundred bucks onto it. You know, that's a that's a little excessive. You know, I I get it. I understand it. But the bottom line is this. Disney is going to keep doing this until eventually people are going to say no more. They always said, you know, after nine, you know, after nine eleven, 11, they had to start discounting. They always said beforehand, we'll never, we'll never discount our product. It's just, this is the price and this is what's going to be. There'll be no discounts. This, this, and this after nine 11, people stopped coming. Disney started hurting. All of a sudden we started seeing things like free dining. It's, people reach their if people reach their boiling point, eventually they're going to realize okay this is this is as much that we can get away with we can't get away with anything more at the moment and they'll easily shift they'll easily shift their tune as one of my friends uh said to me one time uh, recently at one point disney could like let rest on its laurels and say you know where disney and the disney difference but the disney difference is starting to go away so if if they're gonna do this and then up their up their game in terms of the uh, service that they give and really remake that disney difference you know they can prop they could probably continue to get away with this but if they're gonna basically kind of run things the way they're doing and you know they're gonna be giving less um, you know less like i'm not gonna say perks but Making it a less magical experience. I understand COVID; they're limited in what they can do. But even, even so, it, we've been we've been seeing just uh, them cutting corners. Eventually, this is going to catch up with them. So, you know, hopefully, they know what they're doing and everything. But you know, this is going to be a wait and see thing.
2: Uh, I, I'm just going to add like. I think that the biggest problem right now with uh price hikes and genie and all this is that most of the compute, uh, community is going to complain but they still buy it. You know and and, and, and that's that's a problem, you know. That's like I don't complain and I know cuz I know I'm going to buy it. Well, you know exactly. I know, I know I mean, I'm going to get genie eventually. I know it's going to happen. And that, I you know, even, even
3: for even for the Star Wars Star Cruiser hotel for it you know it's going to be an exorbitant amount but there are people that are going to going to pay for it yeah. uh, my, my 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 friend my friend Dan who's been on the show a couple of times a couple a uh, couple of days ago i mean his sister gave him a call and said hey so when is that star wars hotel opening up and he told her he told her the pricing and she's willing to pay for it and she's will, she's stu- she, wa- she wants to go and she's saying okay when it opens up let me know. I'm making a reservation. So there are going to be people that are still going to pay, and in order for Disney to stop doing this, you know, eventually they're going to have to find that breaking point where people are going to be like, "Yeah, no more." And and I don't think they're going to find. I don't think they're going to find it anytime soon. It's just uh, you know, it's the law of capitalism. You know, we do. You know, I'm not trying to be a disney apologist here but you know as as somebody posted when uh, genie plus came out you know we say we want to live in a capitalistic society but then when disney does something that is pure capitalism you know all of a sudden we're throwing out the doom and gloom so you know it is it is a valid point to consider i'm not, not necessarily agreeing with it i'm not being a disney apologist with this It's just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here on that side too. So, but now that we kind of dealt with the news of the day, gentlemen, let's have a little bit of fun.
2: Sounds good. Let's
3: do it. All right. So we, a lot of people are usually uh, very entertained by our epic snack crawl shows. Now, one of the reasons why they are entertained is because, uh, Tim calls them Dave's Batan Death Marches because we've done things like made like a $15 a day limit and all that. But in all fairness, looking at the prices on these, uh, on on these menu items, it's just impossible to do that now for three items go $15. You know, you can, you can, but, but it's very difficult. And we would be kind of be doubling up on our orders and everything. So, we had thought to go up to maybe twenty-five or something, but we decide we decided tonight that we're, we're, we're uh, recording a little bit later, and we all don't want to math. So for tonight, we're just going to have fun and just each of us is going to go around Epcot and pick a snack from one of the food and wine kiosks. We're gonna explain where we're gonna explain what we're having, and comment on it if we uh, if we choose so all right let's do Tim, it since you are known for the, your comedy stylings during these uh, snack crawls I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the first pick so where are you going Tim and what are you getting
1: well thank you Dave uh, well seeing as uh, we have broken free of uh of the chains of the Koch regime. And no, you, we, rea- no. you really haven't. We I we, just, we I
3: pass it to Joe.
1: Whatever we choose. <laughs> <laughs> well Joe Joe knows not to stand between me and dinner, so <laughs> uh, I am going to my crawl in Australia <clears throat> and I am going to Hit up the uh, sweet, uh, sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp with pineapple, pepper, onion, and snap peas. And with that, uh, they have a Cooper's Brewery original pale ale. I'd imagine if this is, uh, I, I'm not sure if this is a, uh, a an American craft brew or if this is uh, an Aussie craft brew, but. Either way, if it's done in the style of an English pale ale, that's going to be a nice contrast to uh, to the spice in the very shrimp. So, looking forward
3: to that. Okay, excellent. Oh yes, Michael, I did forget to say if you want to grab if you want to grab a drink at the uh, kiosk, feel free to do that too.
2: Dave, do you know me? I mean, of course, I'm going to grab a drink.
3: I, yes, I do. I do know you. I, yeah, unfortunately, you can't bring the apple juice. Uh, this time oh, around the,
2: well no but we're, we're not paying for this so it's okay we're going I'm going all out this is true okay, okay. So, so where
3: are you going first
2: so um, I am a creature of habit and uh, for this snack crawl I've decided uh, to change it up a little bit and go after things I've never tried at food and wine so I'm gonna start in probably everybody's least favorite booth but it always has the longest line I'm gonna start in Italy Uh, And I think I'm going to go after those uh, hand-breaded ravioli. I'm going to go really basic on this first one. Hand-breaded ravioli um, with dipping marinara sauce. And then I'm going to have that with their Rosa Regal red wine, uh, sparkling wine. Uh, I've never tried the Italy booth, ever. Uh, It's never interested me. Uh, The line's way too long. And, you know, obviously it's probably, you know, Olive Garden quality. But you know what, for the sake of uh, research, I'm going to try it today.
3: Okay, so I'm going to comment on this. Um, actually, it is not uh, Olive Garden quality, believe it or not. It actually is gourmet quality. I will, I will uh, definitely go out on a limb and say that on that. Um, my only question with the Italy booth is why is it always so expensive? From whenever you have. Be it the be it the festival of holidays, be it the, the flower and garden, be it the festival of the arts, it's it always has like some of the most expensive items on the menu. This this year, the most expensive item goes to goes to another kiosk, but
2: it, oh, I think-
3: they come in like a close second or third. Like there's, they're they they like charging twelve and thirteen dollars for their like for their for their main course.
2: Yeah, I, I think that has to do with like kids like pasta and ravioli and stuff like that. So that's why it's always packed. And that's why they could do that because, you know, like we're, you're walking around World Showcase, you're trying all these different foods. Like little Johnny's not going to want uh, Kenyan coffee, braised beef. Yeah, that's you true. Know, he's going to want you know, fried ravioli like me. I'm a tiny child. So
3: this, this, this is true. But usually what they end up doing is they put like some type of. I mean they put some type of uh gourmet sauce on it or something like that that your typical child isn't going to like. Mostly most of your most of your children are going to like ziti with ziti with like a regular marinara sauce or or uh, like ziti with butter. You know, it's not yeah, going to be it's 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 still like you know the last time it was like arancini. I mean, you know you tell a six-year-old you're gonna have arancini, they're gonna be, they're gonna look at you like, uh, uh, like you know, they're gonna give you like that look, like you have ten heads and everything, you know. And you say rice balls, they're still gonna be like, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah, and then they're not it's, gonna eat.
1: It's also because Americans are extremely immature and pedestrian when it comes to Italian food, and you can serve them pretty much anything, and you can charge whatever you want. There's a reason why Italian uh, cuisine is the most popular cuisine. You'll find it's the most common uh, ethnic restaurant in the United States, uh, and 99% of them taste nothing like what you will find in Italy. This or, is absolutely- you know, even some of the best restaurants, I mean, at, at, you know, from from your home, Dave, you know that, you know. Yeah. And I'm so- sure there's restaurants at home that would just absolutely knock you know, knock the socks off out of anything that Disney could put on a table.
3: Honestly, and even that stuff, up, even even that stuff up north, you know, they they even say from there, and I've noticed it. Uh, it's not the same as in Europe, either. Nope. So, this is just this is just even. You know, but I wouldn't call I, I I would I wouldn't call it a watered down version either, because while Italy is expensive. I I will say that Italy is tasty no matter what they end up doing. Uh, The other issue that I heard, and I heard more, I was in, the last time I was in Epcot, I was, I heard people complaining about this just as you were just, as I was just walking through the world showcase. And then I heard another couple complaining about it on the monorail. You know, they're giving you two ravioli for like $13. You know, it's like, it's, it's like um, you know, they're they're you know they're going really cheap on us with that. You know, give us three or four or something like that, you know. Two yeah. ravioli, it's just like, okay, that's just a bit excessive, but I do uh I do like your choice, Michael, as far as as, as far as the taste factor goes.
2: Yeah, and it's um I always I, I don't know why I pass it up every time either. Like you're you're midway through Epcot, uh you've been doing a little drinking. <laughs> You know, some, some fried ravioli or some, like, carbs help you out big time there. Um, you just don't want something too thick when it's hot either. Yeah. So that, that goes into a lot of my choices, too, especially my last visit to Food & Wine. It was, like, 600 degrees out.
3: Understandable. Now, as a very, very local local, meaning less than, like, five miles away, um, I pulled the. I don't feel like cooking tonight. I'm going to Epcot for dinner. All, um, quite quite often, so the way I decided to, to approach this is, I downloaded the real that uh, unofficial Food and Wine app that basically you can get your stamps back by get them digitally, and I just marked in the app what I would like to try from boots that I have not tried yet, and I'm just going to give you. Uh, my, my snack crawl is going to be uh, boots that I haven't had a chance to visit. I, I, it started in July. I have all, t- all through to uh, November. I plan to sample one thing from each booth. But I'm doing it in a way that, you know, it's not going to mess. It's not going to hurt my diet. And it's also not going to hurt my wallet. So I'm kind of just... Uh, doing this over I'm doing this over time and one of the places I haven't tried yet which I would like to go to is the Rotunda Bistro and this over there they have a wild mushroom and truffle tart I just like I just like I like I like mushrooms it's served with Gruyere cheese and some type of uh, and some type of cream sauce. I like Gruyere, and with that, they have a rosé that they're that they're offering. At that, everything else is a food item. So, by default, I'm gonna enjoy a uh, glass of women's wine, as I call it, with my tart.
2: Uh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I think it's like a lot of people hated on it, but the the little rotunda dining thing it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's different; like it's a real different experience.
3: Where uh, is this?
2: Where is this one? It, it's in the the actual rotunda for American Adventure, like where Voices of Liberty used to sing. Really? Uh, yeah it's 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 kind of cool. It's very different. A lot of people are like oh, but the voices of Liberty they perform there. It's like they're performing on the stage, dude. Relax. I mean, I understand it's a COVID thing. Just get over it. It'll go back to somewhat normal one day. But uh, they put a couple like uh, the the tables in the middle, and it's really cool. It's a, I think it's a pretty cool experience. Like something you haven't done in Disney before. You know, honestly, I, I would have eventually. I would have eventually
3: found this one, but I would, I, I probably would have been perplexed, and I you know had I not like asked something, and I probably would have passed it right up, not even realizing that the american adventure has something going on it's funny when i was living in new york you could i could tell you anything that was going on in disney at the drop of a hat now that i live a couple miles away half the time i have to ask you guys hey what's going on there because i just i just don't pay attention anymore except for when it's time to record the podcast and i do i i do a quick read through but this one had me stumped all right, Tim, so round two, where are you going?
1: Uh, I am going to head to Spain, and I'm heading right for the uh, the Spanish-style uh, paella with uh, rice, chorizo,
3: uh, and shrimp. Okay, and you just fine, so I got to redo that, but good job. What's that? You, t- you took the one that I was just about to say <laughs> next, so... I'm gonna re, I'm gonna re, uh, recalibrate here, but why? Uh,
1: f- well, one of I have I've been lucky enough to travel quite a bit, and one of the things that I fondly remember is uh, my senior year of high school, my senior trip. Uh, one of the first uh, stops we made was uh, Barcelona, Spain, and it was a little seaside cafe where they served us uh, seafood and chorizo paella uh, fresh in the dish, brought it, uh, literally brought the, the the paella dish right to the table. Uh, it fed the entire table. There were six of us. We ate till we were stuffed and there was still more left. It was just this beautiful, absolutely gorgeous memory of sitting in an, an amazing country with wonderful people. And it just, every time I can get a hold of some good paella. It just brings back all those wonderful memories, and also to boot, they uh, they actually have a spelt ganache, uh, a, a good uh, a good ganache wine uh, with with a spicy paella is going to be perfect. So, really, uh, this this one this one really fell in my wheelhouse. So that's why I chose it.
3: You know, it's funny that it's funny that you should say that because. I think of I think of Spanish friends that I grew up with, and any time there was always a gathering, and they they would invite us to family gatherings, and you know they would they would invite close friends and family, and it was always over a huge uh, a huge pot of paella. So you know that that definitely took me back, and that that whole friendly atmosphere. When I think when I think that. Uh, you know, togetherness and everything. Paella is one of those dishes that I kind of think of people coming together over good food. So, I mean, honestly, I just totally dig, you know, dig it.
1: It's that. I mean, and it, it also, I mean, any Anytime I see any sort of Spanish cuisine, I love to try it uh, I mean, simply because I mean, I just I enjoyed my experiences so much. I've been lucky enough to visit Spain twice, and I'm slowly but surely talking my wife into wanting to visit it as well. Uh, because I mean just it's it's a wonderful country. I can't get enough of it and uh, it honestly the probably the friendliest people I've ever met in the world reside in Spain.
3: Excellent. Nice. Well, Michael, where are you going?
2: All right. So, I'm I'm obviously like going to go I'm completely opposite here. I'm going the least exotic way ever, but um so last year, they had a booth um, that was present inside the festival center uh, with uh, like that inside portion over by uh, Canada. Uh, it was really cool. I liked when they did the booths in there. That was actually kind of cool. Um, but they had like this mac and cheese, a buffalo chicken mac and cheese. That was fantastic. They don't have it this year, but they do have a cowboy macaroni and cheese with smoked pork belly, brisket, burnt ends, and pickled peppers and onion straws. Uh, that's over at Mac Eats and I'm gonna wash that down with the 81 Bay Brewing Company Lemon uh, Hazy IPA from Tampa, Florida. Um, So I'm not a crazy fan of mac and cheese in general, but uh, the last couple of times I've had it at Food & Wine, uh, I pretty much said it's like, awesome. Uh, This looks really good. I'm a big barbecue fan. I mean, it's probably not gonna like compare to anything that I've had before, but uh, it's definitely going to be something interesting to try. And then, uh, one of my favorite things is, uh, that now at Food of Wine, uh, they're not just doing the six ounce pours of beer. You can actually upgrade and get a full size beer, which I actually really like. that. Uh, before it was like, you got a really nice beer that you liked and you would have to buy two of them or do a flight. Now you can get a full size of, uh, any beer that they have on tap. They never used to do that. I think that's a really cool thing that they they brought, I think they brought it last year. Uh, yeah that's my choice I can totally I can totally dig it on that
3: I uh, I thought about that one uh, I've been fi- I've been finding that uh, especially at Epcot any of their pork belly you know and it is pork belly so it's gonna be yeah. fatty I've been noticing just in Disney any pork belly uh, dish has been extra fatty whereas you go to any you go to other restaurants around. And the pork belly is a little bit a little bit more leaner and, you know, it has more of a flavor. So I've been kind of just shying away from pork belly at Disney.
2: Yeah, the pork, the pork belly that they used to do, uh, I don't know if they still have it over at the Brazilian uh, booth. Uh, it used to be like one of my favorite items of Food & Wine. I believe they do have it. Oh, man, that thing was so good. It served it with the black beans. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, the... Um, um... The last time they did that, Michael, honestly, they dried it out so bad. Yeah,
2: that happens sometimes.
1: The and beans, the beans needed uh, were needed just to kind of give a little moisture in there. And the one thing that kind of stinks is they took away the Zingu Black Lager, which was perfect. With was that, that the
2: MIA Brewing Company? Oh no, they no, used, no, they did a uh, uh, Barbosa Black over there. I used yeah. to love that beer.
1: Yeah, it's uh they they still do I think doing a, a different MIA brewing this year, but they used to serve a Brazilian black lager. Uh, uh is called Zingu, and it is unfortunately not there anymore, which really oh. stinks. Man, that was a fantastic beer, and they don't have Barbosa, which was a great, which was a great representation of a Schwarz and uh, MIA did a great job on it. Yeah. So either are there anymore, unfortunately. Which that stinks. was
2: a uh, that was a great moment because uh, MIA brewing is right by uh, FIU. Uh, and we used to go there that was like kind of our hangout spot and then when we started going to Epcot and I was like oh my god it's MIA Brewing Company I was, I, that was like a cool moment for me because it's like uh, slowly Disney's starting to bring in more local crafts and and it's like kind of cool that like they're coming from close to home.
1: Oh it's 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 definitely been awesome to see yeah. Disney really take interest in helping the Florida craft brewery and the craft brewing industry grow. They've really taken an active role. It's been awesome to see.
3: All right. Excellent. I am going to take a uh, divergent turn from you guys, and I'm going to mix a little bit of the sweet, spicy and savory. And I'm going to head over to the donut box where they're where they're offering this year a crispy chicken on a sriracha glazed donut, and I'm kind of intrigued of the whole idea of that. You know, I've had chicken and waffles. You know, I I do like the sweet and savory mix uh, of that. I've never had chicken and donuts before. You know, but uh, you know. Waffles are sweet. You put you put your uh, maple syrup on it. You know it gets a little bit. Some of it gets into the chicken. It works. So I can definitely I can I can see the sugar sugariness of the donuts, and the sriracha glaze. Just uh, you know, I wasn't expecting that. So adding a little bit of adding a little bit of the spice. I'm I, you know, I'm I'm. I'm sold. At one point in my life, I would have said, "Okay, that sounds absolutely disgusting," but I guess I'm just more adventurous now, and I'm like, you know what? Why not? And instead of a beer, I had thought to maybe get the left-handed uh, brewing bittersweet imperial coffee stout, but they're offering a black and white coffee cocktail. So, coffee and a donut that kind of sound that kind of just hits the spot. So I'm going to go with the black and white coffee cocktail instead
2: for that one. Dave, I absolutely love your choice, like that's, um, anytime Disney puts chicken with a sweet snack, it makes sense to me. Like, you know, chicken waffle at uh, magic kingdom, uh, chicken and waffles at, uh, at, uh, uh, 1900 park fair. Uh, I, I love chicken and sweet. I think it's such a great combination. Uh, and it's a cool booth this year uh, to have an, a new addition there.
3: I've actually had the donut box before, which, um, I believe. It might have think... it, it been for, like, not not food and wine. It might have been for something like Flower and Garden or something
2: like that. Or... Yeah, that, uh, so this app is uh it's no. this is disney food blog uh so everything they said all the donuts are new but i guess yeah maybe the booth is still the same but uh i i think it's isn't it towards future world yes okay it's, cool. it's, yeah
3: it's it's it's, near te- it's actually near test track
2: yeah okay perfect now, now i know where it's at yeah i gotta check that out i mean i'm hardly on that side during food and wine so i'll definitely check that one out
3: and tim what's your last uh booth gonna be I am actually going to head to Hawaii.
1: Uh, I am a <clears throat> I'm a sucker for tuna poke, and I am grabbing the uh, the tuna poke with eel sauce, spicy mayo, and the crispy uh, shrimp chips. And whereas I would want to go for the new beer from Kona Brewing Company, uh, the Hanalei Island IPA, Most of the time, the vast majority of Kona Brewing is brewed either in Memphis, Tennessee or on the northeastern seaboard. So uh, if I want a beer brewed in Hawaii, gonna have to probably secure Maui Brewing Company, which is 100% brewed on the island. So I'm actually going to go to the Florida Orange Grove Sparkling Pineapple Wine to pair with this because I think it'd be a good accompaniment with the tuna poke.
3: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I'm totally on board with that. I'm also surprised that you could have played the loophole and had the Australian wine flight too. For that,
1: I true, but I mean, really, Aussie wines are going to be bold, dry, uh, not really going to pair well with seafood, especially since tuna poke. Uh, the sparkling pineapple wine, uh, you're, you know, the the sweet and savory you're going to get out of the poke and the poke uh, the tuna and the poke sauce. Uh, it's gonna it's going to be a nice accompaniment with uh with like a sparkling pineapple wine, which would uh be kind of like a semi-sweet.
2: Okay. I can dig it. Michael? What about you? Where are you going? Alright, so I was originally gonna go to the donut box too. Uh, but I'm gonna change it up just for the sake of uh, you know, keep things fresh. Um uh, you know, I was thinking something sweet, but I'm gonna go with one of my uh, I had this maybe two years ago and I really liked it. I didn't have it last year because I don't think it was open, uh, flavors from fire and I'm going to hit up the chimichurri offense, uh, chimichurri up offense, which is the chimichurri steak on a smoked corn cake, uh, and pickled vegetable slaw and so, uh, cilantro aioli. Uh, this is one of the staples of my food and wine trip. Uh, it's usually the first thing I get, it's towards a little bit closer to future world. Um, and I'm gonna wash that down with probably. You know what? I'll try it. Let's do the swine brine. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, swine brine is a. It comes with a Jim Beam bourbon in it. Uh, it comes with. It used to come with a piggy wing. I don't know if yep. it still. Com- it still comes with a piggy wing.
3: I honestly, I don't know. I was um, I would be curious to know that. I I thought of getting it, just for that, and it didn't say anything on it, so I'm
2: like. My only I'm issue with, with food and wine is like, especially this year, it started so early and it's so hot. And there's a lot of items on here that I, I even me as like living down here, I'm not going to have in 95 degree weather. So I'm not too crazy about that swine brine anytime I go. So I'm going to definitely try it out this time. All right. Excellent. And I'm gonna end
3: up at a new place for my final one. I'm going to visit the Noodle Exchange, and you know I had the sweet, I, I had the sweet and savory, and add a little bit of spice. And I'm thinking that the spice probably woken woke up my uh, taste buds now, so I'm actually going to continue on with the spice, and I'm going to try the shrimp coconut coconut curry rice noodles. And they're served with shiitake mushrooms, and I like mushrooms, and Thai basil. So this one kind of just stood stood out for me. Um, I tend uh, I tend at the uh, end of summer to usually get uh, a bit of a uh, allergy attack. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it to happen again. When I do, you know, it's inevitable no matter what I do, it's going to be something I got to deal with. When I do, I, I think that this would be a perfect thing, perfect uh, amount of spice to clear my sinuses. And for some reason, they have a Riesling over there, which you, you would not think a Riesling would be there. But, you know, the other thing is a green tea pale ale, which I just, I'm so, the idea of it, no. I'm just going to, at this point, you no, know, it's food and wine. I'm going to go with a wine. They're offering a Riesling. I'm just going to have the the Riesling for this.
2: Sounds good. I mean, uh, we hung out in front of the noodle exchange the last time we were there. We didn't get anything. Um, but everything that came out looked pretty appetizing. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, we were sitting out there. It's perfect foot traffic for them because it's right by the Starbucks. So... It's a good spot, and everything smelled good from there, and everything looked good.
3: Well, gentlemen, it seems like we made a, a nice uh, trip around the uh, world showcase, and all. Um, food and wine, as people say, is the most wonderful time of the year. Now, yeah. it'd be nice when we can finally get to back to normal, and they start having the uh, wh- the uh, eats of the beat. Concert series that they uh, used to be uh, familiar, they used to be uh, famous for, where you know the one that all the husbands came to, and you know I used to make fun of, I used to make fun of some of them and everything, being like, okay, why would I want to see these people? But you know what, you don't know what you have till it's gone. So yeah. at this point, you know what, give me my husband's back. So hopefully, next one will totally be back to normal.
2: Yeah, that uh it, it's definitely a missing atmosphere. Um there's a couple things missing, uh whistles and chairs, you know, drummers and uh the Eats to the Beat. I mean, that that really was my first experience with like true Epcot was Food and Wine and well not true Epcot, but you know, going to Epcot full time like for the full day uh, was Food and Wine and just missing out on Eats to the Beat and uh, the drummers and Sergio, the stacking chair guy. Was that him, Sergio? Maybe. Uh, uh, the
3: stacking chair guy is Savoy. I'm set with something. Sergio is the mine in Italy that did the thing with the soccer balls.
2: Gotcha. So, anytime you like walk through a uh, world showcase and you hear those drums in the distance and you hear the, the whistle blowing, uh, I felt like that was the most food. Of, like that reminds me of food of wine mostly. Yeah.
3: I totally get you on that one. And now you, know you have
2: said, uh, cover bands playing.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess at this point, you know. But some of some of the artists that were there, cover bands are still kind of a step up. Yeah, um, I agree. Let's let's, <laughs> be, let's 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 be honest.
1: And also, to be honest, Mark McGrath sounds like his own cover band, and he looks <laughs> like it too. So I mean, go. we're on board.
3: You see, especially for Sugar Ray, because my uh, a friend of the show uh, and friend of mine, uh, Jeanette Pellegrini, actually comes down for the Sugar Ray concert, and I kid her unmercifully about that and well and just uh, it's it's uh, she comes for Sugar Ray and David Cook always uh, in the because they're always like a couple days apart and well and. I'm always messing with her. Okay, have you booked your uh, has-been trip? And she has a couple of choice words for me, and we kind of go back and forth on this. But, you know, all in good fun.
1: Well, you you always can remind her, if Mark McGrath keeps eating, he's basically going to go from Sugar Ray into it's going to look like a Guy Fieri cover band called Flavortown.
2: That'd be awesome. (laughs) That'd be so great.
3: (laughs) Which,
1: honestly, I'd show up for Flavortown before I'd show up for Sugar Ray.
2: Just a bag of of chicken guy listening to Sugar Ray.
3: Yeah, I, honestly, <clears throat> I think I would too. All of my all of my busting her, her chops on that would all go out the window. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh.
2: At least she's not watching Hanson. Let's just be honest. Or
3: actually, actually, I, I actually know a guy that would actually fly up every year for Hanson. Oh. At that, well, believe it or not,
1: yeah. I <laughs> mean, people, I know somebody who follows around the avid brothers. So I mean, you could be hooked on worse things. Okay, yeah, no, definitely. I, I,
3: I real, I guess I can't judge because uh, I, uh, I always uh, made it a point to see Tiffany. You know, so
1: <laughs> so different that she's not in a mall, though. You know,
3: this 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 is this is true. Uh. And Big Bad da- Big Bad Voodoo Daddy always did put did put on a good show. Yeah,
2: I used you know, to say- I, I always said I was gonna go for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and I haven't been yet. Well hopefully they bring him back so I can go.
1: They're they're a nice like Dollar Tree substitute for the mighty mighty boss Tom. So I mean you know, there you go. Yeah.
0: They're, they're
3: <laughs> you know? I, I do I do have I do have to give the devil his due though, for um uh, I'm gonna say some you know, I can bust on sugar ray, but you know what? I am going to say that they do put on a very. I have seen them perform. I have. I have been to their show. They've done a really great show, and on top of that, they saved the day. Uh, pre-pandemic, well, it was during the pandemic when Universal was going to close. They had their. Uh, they had their Mardi Gras concerts, and whoever was supposed to perform ended up uh, being. Uh, ended up canceling based on the pandemic right before uh, it was it would have been March 15th of 2020 and the cl- the park was closing on the 16th and then for indefinitely for the pandemic at that point and you know people still showed up that night I'm guilty of it too without a mask you know beforehand we were like oh we're all gonna die so at this point you know what's well, one one last night in the parks and I was guilty of that so I did end up going and Sugar Ray ended up stepping in because they were performing that weekend at SeaWorld and they ended up pulling double shows by going over to Universal because Universal didn't have a headliner for that night. And honestly, for we didn't know when we were going to get back to a concert and everything, and they rocked the house that night. So I got, I, I do got to give it to them as far as that. Fair is fair with that. So, Sugar Ray is okay in my book. I'm still going to bust on them, just piss my friend off, because it's just it's just fun to ruffle her feathers and all, so. Uh, with that, gentlemen, where can you be found on the various interwebs? Tim, we'll start with you. You can
1: find me on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim, and you can also find me on any of the Mickey Dudes.
2: All right. Excellent. Michael, where are you? Uh, you can find me at m.fernandez.7 on Instagram. Uh, that's probably the best way to uh, talk. tell me that I'm a child and I eat ravioli.
3: Well, I'm an adult and I proudly eat ravioli. And with that, you can find me. Uh, if you want to still call me a child, that's fine. because I'm a big kid at heart. So you can find me on Instagram at Figments reality. That's probably the best place because I really don't tweet. That much but it's the same uh, it's the same uh, name well I did tweet this week because by the way I'm also a galactic hero if you haven't heard so I had to uh, share the good news with everybody and uh, you can find the Mickey Dudes over at um, the Mickey Dudes podcast on Instagram the Mickey Dudes on Twitter and we, we also have a Facebook fan page so, gentlemen, this was most enjoyable. I want to thank our fans for downloading it. Another episode. If you like us, please go over and give us a uh, review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your pod- wherever you get your podcast. It does kind of it does kind of help us in, in our ratings. So, it is something that uh, we will take as a uh, great compliment and read your review on the show. So please go over and do that. And with that said, everybody have a magical week.
1: You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey dudes podcast. You can find the Mickey dudes on Facebook at the Mickey dudes podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.